Wellness Force Radio, episode 15. I started to see the commonality between the people who had success. Let's say they lost 100 pounds when somebody else can't even lose five. And generally the difference was their mindset, their decision to change. They finally said, I'm going to do something different. I got to try something different. I have to be different. Welcome to Wellness Force Radio, where you will hear inspiring and passionate experts in the areas of wellness technology and behavior change. Your host, Josh Trent, will empower you with the knowledge and tools you need to take the very best actions in transforming your mindset, your body, and ultimately your life. Now, here's your host. Wellness Force Radio, welcome back for another inspirational show. I am your host, Josh Trent, and thank you so much for sharing a little slice of your day to hang out on a walk in the car, running stairs, wherever you are right now, thank you. The mission of this show is to find the most inspiring and passionate experts in behavior change and wellness technology. These are the thought leaders. They're dedicating their lives to empowering others with knowledge and tools that drive real transformation in our physical and emotional wellness. As a gift to you, show notes from today and all the free resources are over at wellnessforce.com slash radio. If what we talk about today on the show means something to you or resonates with you, please share it with the friends and family you care about. If you're here listening, you're a part of the change we need in the world. Over the past three weeks, Wellness Force Radio has hit number one in all of iTunes, new and noteworthy in health and in fitness and nutrition. I would so appreciate you taking a quick minute, literally, to leave a rating review in iTunes. With your support, I can keep bringing on the best in transformation and leadership all across the world. So thank you again for your support. Let's jump into the show. Today, I am talking to my good friend, fitness celebrity and entrepreneur, Danny J. Johnson. Danny J. is the owner of Sweaty Betty's, an irreverent group of women who are looking to get fit and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Her goal is to help as many people as possible learn the truth about nutrition and how to live a full, balanced, and happy life. Danny J, welcome to the show. Josh, thank you so much. It's so exciting to do this. I'm like excited to tell everybody our story too. Yes, me too. This, <laughs> this is a really special episode for me. We, we chatted a little bit before the recording and I've had the pleasure of starting my career in fitness with Danny J back in 2004 in Las Vegas. We both began our coaching and training career at 24 Hour Fitness of all places. So I was able to watch her build a social empire that really truly serves women in fitness and in life. So this is such a cool moment, Danny J. Super cool. I and wanna... you have such a great podcast voice. I have to just say real quick. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, I've been getting some great feedback and, and I, I really enjoy people's honest opinions. So thank you. Thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> I want to read just a little more about you so the audience can get a better pulse. Danny J was a national level fitness figure and bikini competitor for four years. Her passion in fitness led her all the way through a master's program in health promotion and exercise science. She holds numerous certifications for personal training and weight loss and is an accomplished trainer, helping dozens of clients lose over 100 pounds and helping thousands of clients live healthier in her eight plus years of training. She created the Sweaty Bettys after learning that sweating and having fun go hand in hand. She wanted to reach out to others and share her experience. But Danny J wasn't always this beacon of positivity and motivation. She has her share of struggles and has had her share of struggles. Being a suicidal teen, she ended up pregnant at 15 years old. This year, 
She's creating an even more exciting way to empower women with a focus on emotional strength, getting people out of their heads and into action. Danny J, I love reading your bio. I know you so well. I want to ask you a question, and it's of all you've done in fitness and all you've done in nutrition, everything that you've done with your social empire, what might people not know about you? Something fun or interesting? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think maybe a lot of people don't know. I, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I was an acrobat at SeaWorld in 2003, and it was probably the most fun part of my entire life. I wish I could have done it forever. Um, but yeah, that was something I think a lot of people don't know. So you, was- you were on the end of the, the Shamu? <laughs> well, our show was one of the only shows without the animals. It was a completely acrobatic show. We were actually in Mission Bay. So the stage actually wraps around Mission Bay. So we would do this giant, it's called a Russian swing. And we would swing and do flips like 30 feet into the air, landing in that water. And it was freezing cold. I mean, you're in San Diego. So, you know, certain parts of the year, it is dang cold. Pacific Ocean is not like the uh, the Gulf of Mexico by any means. So it was a blast, though. I would I wish I could do it for the rest of my life, but obviously your body does not do those kind of flips forever. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Love SeaWorld, too. That's a fun place. Well, <laughs> Danny J., you have, I mean, I've watched you build something so special. You have almost 400,000 Facebook fans. You've been all over the media. What are you up to right now? I mean, what's the past year been for you, just so people can kind of meet you where you are now? And then we'll jump into what you're doing in mindset and your story. Perfect. So you know what? It's funny with the, a lot of people ask me how I built the online brand and it's been a long time. I think people always think it's like an overnight success, but you know, I was on MySpace back in 2006 or seven and I built for a long time and I really have always tried to connect with my audience. But the last year, um, I moved into an RV. I've been traveling around the country And that has been a crazy blast. But what came with it was really interesting, just a really, I would say almost a spiritual shift and not in a religious way, just in an introspective way, you know, living on the road for the last year, no television, no distractions. I've had a lot of time to do personal development, listening to audiobooks, reading a ton of books. And um, it just taught me a lot. So it's been a whole lot of fun. Um, It's also been interesting because I've hardly worked out at all the whole time we've been on the road. So it's given me a different perspective personally on on body and how we see ourselves and, and all the pressure that people put on themselves to stay in shape and all the things we think we need to do. So I'm really excited this year. I'm totally rebranding to take a little focus off of fitness and more on like the mindset behind fitness and you know, how you get there. This is cool too, because after training thousands of people, I think we, we can both attest to the changes might occur from a catalyst in fitness, but the long-term behavior change that actually makes people be the person they want to be, that occurs in the mind. So fitness is great. It's a powerful tool. What have you seen from working with all these clients that has been a key commonality of success? Have there been some you know, two or three mental roadblocks that people constantly bring up as to why they can't get better? Oh, for sure. So I think one of the big shifts was this, is that I've worked with so many people and in all of the people, I did not give everyone the same diet. I did not give everyone the same workouts. And I've had people with amazing success. And I've also had clients who didn't really have any success. And so I started to see the commonality between the people who had success. Let's say they lost a hundred pounds when somebody else can't even lose five. And generally the difference was their mindset, their decision to change. They finally got set. They finally got fed up and said, I'm going to do something different. I got to try something different. I have to be different. Mm. 
And the people who would constantly make excuses for themselves, they were too busy, they couldn't not eat, they couldn't, it was just kind of silly because even the people who I had lose over 100 pounds, they would, they would eat things that say other quote unquote dieters would never eat and they couldn't lose a pound. So it's, it's not so much about the food or the exercise or the workouts because everyone had something different. It was the mindset. And a lot of times it's just the belief that one can change. And it's also the decision to change. Mm. And I think number one, you have to decide this is it. I'm finally doing something about myself and my life. I'm going to do something different to have a different result. And number two is I believe that I actually can, because if your power is in someone else's hands, if you don't think that you can, if you're saying I can't because my husband, I can't because my kids, I can't because my work, whatever your, I can't is we well, are not going to, because you deep down don't believe that you can actually make any change. Mm. And, and what I'm hearing from you too is like almost deferring responsibility. So taking self-responsibility in one's life to not make it about, oh, my husband didn't work out this morning. So that means I can't. That's something that I came across a lot. But you touched on mindset really and shifting the mindset. Have you experienced anything in your life or your career from a health and wellness standpoint personally that's really catalyzed you to have a new mindset? Oh, totally huge. You know that I used to compete. Um, I competed for about four years. And my last show, first off, I got to say, I'm a very competitive person. I'm very type A. When I do things, I do them all the way. I don't go half-assed. So what happened was, you know, my coach would say, all right, you're going to do this much cardio, take out this much food. And I would just even do extra, like extra credit, right? So if they said do an hour cardio, I'll do an hour, five minutes or <laughs> just a little bit more. And it was actually detrimental to me because my adrenals just completely crashed. Um, I dieted for way too long. I was working a night job, which actually contributed to it because I was not sleeping. I wasn't eating enough calories at all to maintain the level of workouts I was doing. And the last show I did, I gained eight pounds basically overnight, just eating oatmeal and a sweet potato. From one meal? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I gained 30 pounds in a really short amount of time, which I had never had a weight problem since college. I had always maintained you know, around three to five pounds, never had an issue. I stayed lean very easily. And I think part of it was the coach, you know, I shouldn't have been working so hard to maintain because I, I had a naturally lean physique. So what happened was my mind was all over the place. As you can imagine, and, and I know you've gone through your own struggles with weight up and down too, is that I'm supposed to be this beacon of health. I'm supposed to be lean and fit. And yet I gained 30 pounds in a short amount of time. And my clients, in my mind, I'm thinking, my clients are no longer going to trust and respect me because they're going to go, wow, this lady's supposed to help me lose weight, but she's gaining weight herself. So what's going on? And mm. so my confidence was shot. I didn't have any faith in myself as a trainer. I thought all of my education was down the toilet because everything I learned wasn't working anymore. And I started doing research on what was happening with myself. And so I came across adrenal fatigue and what was going on with my body. And what I realized was I needed to stop training, which was so opposite to what I had thought. Um, I needed to stop working out and eat more, which my whole life it's been work out more, eat less, right? Like weight loss methodology, work out more, eat less. Well, here I was doing the opposite and I had a lot of anxiety surrounding that. And so I, I got so desperate. Um, I saw Groupon for hypnosis. I went to a hypnotherapist for like three sessions and had a huge, turnaround and shift in my anxiety and how I felt around food. Um, and then I had a big trip. I went to Belize and I, wor I worked with these orphans who, I mean, they ate the shittiest food you can ever think of. I hope I can say that on here. That's cool. Go um, ahead. <laughs> 
I mean, they were eating like crappy Wonder Bread and peanut butter sandwiches and they were just happy to get any kind of food. And we had rice and beans, rice and beans. I mean, there was no protein. And I left there with so much love in my heart for these orphans. And I came home thinking, man, we surely are spoiled people that we can bitch and complain about, oh, I got to get my protein or I got to eat every three hours. I mean, we really are so lucky to even have the option to be so snobby about our food. Mm. And so my mind changed to there's bigger things in the world out there than just our abs. Number one being like these orphans and these people who, I mean, literally some of these kids were one of the stories of the babies was hung in a Walmart shopping bag on a tree by the river. And the lady found the baby in the bag. And I'm going, wow, you know, I might've had some crappy teenage years, but I sure as hell wasn't just hung on a tree for someone to find me or to die. Definitely. My mind shifted into this isn't about me. It's not about my body. We all have a body, but we aren't our body. Nutrition, we need nutrition. It's important. Fitness is super important. We live in our body and we manifest ourselves and our actions and our love through our bodies, but we need to think bigger. And I think too, when we start thinking more globally and more in love that the weight can fall away, even eating quote unquote bad foods. The last year on the road has definitely taught me that my diet has been basically pretty bad, I should say. I mean, like spaghetti and, you know, here and there we'll eat as best as we could, but it was definitely difficult. But my weight hadn't changed the whole year. Worked out four times, no shift in weight, no loss, no gain, just maintained. So I think, I think a lot of that came with just my mindset. I wasn't obsessed about it. So it wasn't, I don't think I was attracting excess weight. And I think it's really important that we, I think women get so obsessed that we almost attract it to us, you know? And something that touched me, you said, we have a, we all have a body, but we aren't our body. That was really powerful because the changes that you do physically, obviously there's an inception in the mind. And you talked about how you had gone through adrenal fatigue, which that's something I can resonate with too, Danny J. I mean, I went through adrenal fatigue. I was stage three. I had to do a protocol for a year to overcome that. And it was because I had this work hard, play hard mentality. And I know that people can relate to this because the harder you work, the more rest and repair you need. And that's not really pushed right now in the fitness industry. We've had a couple guests on the show that have talked about how there are pieces of the industry that are fundamentally broken. And what's really cool about what you're doing, not just with Sweaty Betty's, but with this mind mindset shift is getting people out of their heads and actually allowing them to take action. I want to transition to that. And what are your plans for getting people out of their heads so they stop thinking all day and actually into action and creating those long-term behavior changes? So, you know, when I partnered with a good friend of mine, Grace Smith, she's a hypno coach. And I think one of the things is we have to realize that we need to nurture the spiritual part of ourselves and not to get all like woo-woo, but I think we need to set a standard in fitness. Like you said, we need to work hard and then rest hard, you know? And I think it's about a permission of saying, I worked really hard today. So tomorrow I'm going to take a break. I'm going to have, do some restorative exercise. I'm going to do something creative and be okay with that. Cause I remember when I was competing, I felt guilty if I didn't go to the gym. And I also even preach that. I preach this, no excuses. You don't have any excuse. And that came out of, you know, I was paralyzed after my acrobatic um, job for about three months. I couldn't walk at all. And then for a year I was using a walker and relearning how to walk. And I remember in the gyms, I would see all these people with handicaps that I never noticed before. And I thought, man, if they can do this, what is everybody's excuse? Everybody Mm -hmm. else's excuse. So 
I, I still think there's a no excuses mentality, but that doesn't mean that you don't give yourself a break. You don't rest. I rest more now and relax now more than ever because I know it's so important because adrenal fatigue comes back so easy, especially for me, because I can get right back into that overworking mode. I think in order for women to take action, my plan this year is to really get into helping them with meditation, relaxation techniques, and also just the permission to say, hey, you know what? It's okay for me to rest and also just to prioritize. I think we have like five things on our priority list for like family, job, our bodies, God, schoolwork. You can't have five number one priorities. You can only do one thing great at a time. I think listing our priorities and saying, you know what? If my priority is my family, then I'm not going to stress that I don't have six-pack abs. If my priority is to do a show next week, then I guess the six-pack abs is going to be important at least for 12 weeks prior to that. But that can't stay on top of the list or something else is going to break. Right. So helping women find their priorities and being okay with going, not everything is number one, and that's completely fine. And I think we get so distracted. We get distracted by the messages that we have to be perfect. We think that we are supposed to have certain priorities. And this is something, just a story of mine too, is that I struggled in the last few years with not having kids. I, not the not having kids, but the fact that I don't want to. And I felt guilty because I felt like, you know, women go, well, why? Or don't you want kids? Or I felt guilty that maybe as a woman, I'm supposed to want that. And it's just never been my makeup. It's never been the, I've never wanted to be a mom or have five children. And I've got, I have friends who that's all they've ever wanted. And for a while I questioned myself, like, is there something wrong with me? But I think we need to be okay with our decisions and be okay with the fact that they may not be the same as everyone else. Even moving into the RV, that's not everybody's dream. And (laughs) some people are like, whoa, that's crazy. And other people are like, wow, that's awesome. I would love to do that. But I think we need to get clear on what we really want and stop letting everyone pull us in different directions and be who we think we need to be. Cause that causes more stress, more anxiety, pulling us in all different directions. And ultimately we're not happy with any of it. Danny J giving yourself permission, not only to rest, but also just to believe something let's, let's shift into belief systems. I know that, that you and I have talked a bunch about what we believe is actually what we can achieve and what we can go forward and create in the world. Have you seen in your life a belief system that was weighing you down that you had to like literally throw out of the RV window and and move to something else? Have you seen a couple, a handful or maybe just one special, uh, a belief system that you gave the gift of goodbye to? Oh, absolutely. Definitely a handful. But I think one of them was um, I really didn't trust my own body, right? I started to think that I had to eat a certain way or I would blow up to 250 pounds. I had to do things a certain way. Like I didn't trust that my body knew what it needed to do. And I started to think about when I was a kid, right? Like when I was a little girl, you don't think about food. You don't think about exercise. Your body does what it's meant to do. And I started to just release the control, the belief that I had to control everything. Because everything, if I just let go of everything, my body would still keep itself alive. I'd still breathe. Like I don't have to think about my breathing. I don't have to think about my heart beating. It's all there. So number one was the belief that I had to control it or it was going to just grow like almost like a weed, right? Like I had to keep weeding and pruning or my Mm. body would do its own thing. And another one just kind of not off the topic of fitness, but money. My dad was a compulsive gambler growing up. So I realized I had a lot of blocks around money. Um, I used to have to hide my money. My mom would tell me to hide it because my dad would steal it and he'd gamble it. And every single Friday was a really stressful day because it was payday and he may or may not come home. 
Um, he might just go out and gamble his entire paycheck. And then we were stressed about money. And so I really believed a couple things. I really believed that we can't afford stuff that I'm always broke. And what happened was I kept manifesting that I'd make a lot of money in business and then I would lose it all. I'd make a lot of money and then I lose it all. And it was like this ultimate deep belief that I didn't deserve it or that people with money, there was something wrong with them because my mom would always point out people with money and it seemed unfair. So I was thinking I was taking too much. So I had to let go of that. Just a really interesting thing. But when I did, it was funny how my money issues tied in with my food issues. And I also noticed when I allowed myself to have abundance and allowed myself to have money and realized there was no lack that also tied in with my food issues. Cause I would almost binge, like I'm not going to have enough to eat or I won't be able to have this again. So I better eat it all now. Right? Like that. I better eat this whole thing of Oreos cause I'm not going to eat it again for another year. Like this is my one cheat meal. So I better enjoy it. So I would just throw all the food down. Well, knowing that money's always going to come, it's always going to come and go. It's a flow. Food is always going to come and go. It's a flow. It was kind of that letting go of control in that aspect as well. And it changed everything. Mm. I have to compliment your story. I love the fact that you said money issues tie in with food issues because there's, and I don't know who said this, but this is a really powerful quote. How you do one thing is how you do everything. I think it was T. Harv Ecker, but it's very true. I mean, when we have as human beings, I know personally, I've always struggled with money issues. My dad was a really hard worker growing up. He always did work and I became resentful of money because I thought, well, money is stealing my dad. So people that make money are bad. People yep. that earn finance above anyone else else, they're probably taking advantage of others. And it, and it led to some huge breakdowns in my life. So over the past year, I've had huge breakthroughs and there, here comes abundance. Here comes opportunities. Here comes you and I talking again, <laughs> you know, yes. after all this time. So the money issues for people and being able to just let go of these beliefs from childhood that money's bad, people that make money are wrong. That's been huge for me. So thank you for touching on that. Yeah, gosh, it's so big. And I, it was one of the other reasons why I shifted out of why I'm trying to and getting out of shifting out of just fitness because I noticed as well with my clients, my clients who had binge eating issues who would hoard also had a lot of debt and also a lot of money issues being broke. And it seemed really, it was a really interesting observation and it had to start with me. And I think a lot of times you and I, like we were talking before this, we had to go through a lot of our own shit to get to this part. But I think Things happen not to us, but for us, and then they happen for us so we can share with other people. And I have been just observing myself kind of as my own, I don't know, experiment, but noticing my own shifts. And when I test it on other people, it seems to hold true. But when we can shift the money aspect, we can also shift the food aspect or vice versa. And it all stems from a lack mentality, a belief that there's not enough, a belief that we're not enough a lack of trust in ourselves. Like I don't even trust myself to pay the bills or I don't trust myself to save. So I'm going to spend it all because otherwise it's going to get, it's going to disappear. So trusting ourselves with our food, trusting ourselves with our money, it ties in. And I'm like, I'm such a visual speaker. I'm sitting here making hand gestures with what I'm saying, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> this, this mindset piece is obviously the game changer. The physicality of what people do, it's awesome. It promotes change. It promotes health. But really wellness, there's so many different parts of wellness. And I'm curious about the studies that you've done. Who have you learned from the most? Are there a handful of people that have influenced you in a positive way to be able to shift these mindsets and let go of what doesn't serve you? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, like I said, the last year has been this awesome just 
year of personal development and growth. Um, Jim Rohn, he's since passed, obviously. I found out about him. I mean, this kills me. I found out about him and like three months later he died and I cried because I was um, I just bought Success Magazine that Darren Hardy is the editor of, and he's got these CDs, and Jim Rohn was in there. And I was just so intrigued by his voice. He's a, If you've never heard him, he speaks very – it's just funny. He's amazing. Yeah. And so on YouTube, there's a four-part series. It's called Your Best Life Ever. It's like four hours long, so each one is about an hour. And I recommend everybody listen to that. And what we did was I we'd listen to it maybe for 15 minutes to an hour and then go to the next one. And I mean, it's like my nightly TV was just watching Jim Rohn over and over and over. Um, he was huge. He talks so much about just so much about mindset and just makes he puts it in such simple terms. I mean, he was a farm. He says he was a farm boy from Idaho. So he has to think simple. He, he's a farm boy. So he puts these in ways that just you can grasp the concepts so easily. So I love Jim Rohn. As far as business, I mean, there's definitely some business people I've been following because of the money shift. One of them was Danny Johnson. She's huge. And I found her because my name is Danny Johnson. And <laughs> I was Googling myself to see what kind of random stuff was on the internet. And I found this woman, and this is the, exactly how it happened. I found this woman on Facebook and she had 150,000 fans on Facebook. And I had about 50,000 at the time. And I was like, who's this bitch with my name and has more fans than me? <laughs> and so I liked her page, didn't look into it much more. But then what happened was she started showing up in my newsfeed and I noticed she was talking about money and I got curious. So I went to her website and I saw there was a free book. And this was when I was going through really, really bad financial times. We had just filed bankruptcy, lost our house, was in debt, still with student loans, some credit card and just super struggling and not knowing what to do. And she had a book. It was free, except I had to pay shipping. It was $7. I barely had that on my debit card. It was called First Steps to Wealth. And so I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll just get this book. So I got the book. It changed my life. She had such a similar background story to mine. She was pregnant as a teenager. I mean, very crazy. But she just talked about simple things. And one of the things that's been my mantra ever since is be faithful with the little things and you'll be ruler over much. And what that means, and this is in business, money, food, everything. We're all given, let's say our territory. Let's just put it in money terms. Let's say you're given a salary and you're $2,000 a month. If you're complaining about $2,000 a month that it's not enough, why would God or the universe give you any more if you're already complaining about what you have? So if you're faithful with that $2,000 and you cultivate it and you're doing good things with that money, you're going to be given more. You're going to be given more to manage. And I tell this to people building online business is if you're complaining, you only have a hundred followers or you only have, you know, 20 people liking, you need to be so faithful with those 20 people that are engaging with you. You need to give more value. You need to give as much as you can to those. Cause why would we give you more fans and more people following you if you're not even doing well with the small amount you have? So I just started with this mantra, faithful with the little things, faithful with the little things. And I've seen that everything has been expanding in my life as I'm faithful with what I have. We can't be given more if we're not faithful and grateful with what we already do have. Mm, I love this. So, it's brick by brick. So Danny Johnson, huge, huge, huge for me. She's, um, she's a little out there with the religious stuff, which I think is fine. I mean, I think you just take what you, you know, take what works for you and discard the rest. I, I sometimes, I dislike when people just will discard somebody because they don't follow the same belief system. I think there's so much. Um, I read a book by a Jewish guy. I read all kinds of philosophies, and she's amazing. So Danny Johnson, Jim Rohn are my two biggest mentors that have helped me through some of these things. And then there's so many more. I mean, 
philosophy of Jeff Olson, The Slight Edge. I don't know if you've read that book. I just did a giveaway on my Periscope yesterday of two Slight Edge books. Oh, cool. I haven't. I'll check that out. Um, Yeah, definitely check it out. It's just basically successful people. I mean, the whole philosophy is that successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. And that, and it's kind of the Jim Rohn philosophy is that um, things are easy to do. They're also easy not to do. So it's, you know, it's easy to go do 20 minutes of exercise a day, but it's also easy not to. Sure. It's easy to read 10 pages of a book to get better every day, but it's easy not to do it. Um, It's easy to save $20 from your paycheck, but it's easy to not do it. So it's just mastering those small disciplines that add up over time. We think successful people just got it. They got something special. But when you really look at it, it's because they were doing small, little, seemingly insignificant things every day, just little, little practices that added up to something big. So cool. I'm, I'm literally like scribbling notes down. I'm going to get this on Amazon later. Yes, um, yeah, get it, get it. The three books. So we, we know that, that you follow Jim Rohn and you've had some real transformation there. But is there three books, if you had to pick three, that you were going to take to a deserted island? Those are the only three you'll ever get to read and you know work from the island and have your empire. Which three books would, would really resonate most? Okay, so definitely The Slight Edge. Um, that's Jeff Olson. Ooh, what other? I've read so many this year. Gosh, let me grab my planner. I should see. One of them that I really liked, it was a kind of a hard read, but Brendan Burchard's Motivation Manifesto, it was written in a different kind of a dialogue, but it was super just like made me go, yeah, like I wanted to just keep putting my fist in the air like, yes, yes. <laughs> um, it, it's a little different. You know, it's almost just motivation, but I really liked it. Um, so you talked about letting go too. Are, are there any key influencers that you think, and besides the other Danny Johnson, that are really passionate about giving people that permission to let go. Yes. Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love. That was an awesome book. I've been reading The Course in Miracles. It's it's a difficult read. It's kind of like reading the Bible. You know, it's a little bit heady. I got to read only like a page at a time just to get through it. But Marianne Williamson breaks down A Course in Miracles in a much easier, simpler way. And she really helps with that letting go, with that self-acceptance and knowing who you are. And she gives so many great concrete examples between relationships, dieting, food, money, like everything. That book is excellent. And that book has the one really famous quote that everybody reads about our fear is, is not, not that, that we're we in yeah. it. Yeah, not that we're inadequate, but that we're whatever, great beyond measure. That's from that book. And it's amazing. I love quotes. They are powerful when you need them the most. I actually subscribe to a bunch of different quote feeds on Instagram and <laughs> they give, awesome, me, they give yeah. me some fuel. Danny, totally. Danny J, I want to ask this, this question. It's the most powerful question. Everyone has a different explanation. And I know for you and the road you've taken and what you've built, I'm excited to hear this. And, and I want to know what is wellness to you? What is your definition of wellness? My definition of wellness, like four or five years ago, would have been totally different than today. I think wellness to me now, it embodies so much more mental health. I've been through a lot of depression. I've been through a lot of anxiety. I've been through a lot of physical issues, but besides, you know, being paralyzed, being sick, um, adrenal fatigue. So I think wellness is really, it's so cliche, but mind, body, spirit, we have to have you can have a fit body, but a really sick mind and you can have a really messed up mind and a fit body or a really, I don't believe though that you can have a healthy mind and a sick body. I think so many things are intertwined. So it really is about like really nourishing. I think nourish is a really strong word because it's, it's deeper than feeding. I think really nourishing your mind, your spirit and your body is what wellness is. 
Ooh, love that. Nourishing, letting go, being faithful with all the little things. This has been so cool, so powerful, so fun for me to talk with you. I know we're going to get a ton of questions about this. Where can people learn more about you and what you're transitioning to with the empowerment of new mindsets? Yes. So it's, it's really interesting. I am shifting the sweaty buddies right now. The best place is go to Facebook and you can just type in search the sweaty buddies or Facebook slash the sweaty buddies. Um, you can also get on my email list, which I would love if you get on there. There's actually a link in my Facebook. It's a bit.ly link. Um, you will actually get a five day cleanse that I created myself after seeing there wasn't anything great out there. A 12 week workout plan for people who may be suffering with adrenal fatigue and trying to get back into it slowly. And then also just weekly motivational emails I send out. I really like to only push quality content. I don't believe in spamming or selling a bunch of crap. So get on my email list, but you can also find me at Twitter and on Periscope and what is the other one? Instagram. Um, it used to be all at sweaty buddies, but I just changed it over the last few days. So it's at dannyj.com and you spell out.com D O T C O M. Um, so yeah, find me on all the social media outlets. I'm there all the time. I'm on Periscope a lot lately, really digging into this mindset, money, motivation, health, and wellness three days a week on Periscope at 8am mountain. I do master your Monday where we talk about mindset, money, motivation, Wednesday is wellness Wednesday. I should have you on sometime. We should do a Periscope. Let's do this. And then Friday is Freedom Friday. It's talking about debt, travel, you know, getting the life that you want. And I think debt really holds people back from living their dreams and living their lives. So that's been really important to me too. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. Mountain Time, which is 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. That's a great place. On Periscope, I am at Sweaty Buddies because I just found out you can't change that, which kind of sucks. But <laughs> Well, we will make sure to link everything, the five-day, the, the two-week, the adrenal fatigue value information in the show notes. We'll give people an easy way to find you. And I just want to take one second here to just honor you, Danny J. I have seen you completely transform. We started out in the trenches together. I have so much respect for what you've created and you inspire me. You inspire me to continue on my journey, to lean into my edge and to try to serve people in wellness and technology in the best that I possibly can. So thank you for everything you've been doing and thank you for everything that you're already done up to this point. Oh, that makes me feel so good, Josh. I mean, we've known each other forever and we've been through so many ups and downs and the quote started from the bottom. Now we're here. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's been amazing. And you are just reaching so many people. I love what you're doing as well. And I love that we can collaborate. And I think a big thing with fitness is when I was in the fitness world is there's so much competition. And I think we need more collaboration than competition because ultimately our goal is to help as many people as possible. And while one person's voice may resonate with someone, another's resonates with someone else. And I know that what you do is going to resonate with a lot of the people that follow me as well. And you're going to enrich so many people's lives. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Outstanding. And we will look forward to following all the rest of the things you're doing this year and for the next year and for quite a long time. I know you're going to be up to some amazing things. So Danny Johnson, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for listening to the show. Head on over to wellnessforce.com slash radio for all the links, show notes, and bonus content. If you're interested in changing old habits with new technology, download your free digital health transformation guide at wellnessforce.com slash radio.